We are on the eve of yet another interest rate hike, expected Wednesday, and it's expected to go up by at least three-quarters of a percentage point. And, you know, once upon a time, interest rate denouncements, like, it just wouldn't be a thing. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. <sighs> but, of course, um, you know, rates being hiked, hiked so aggressively to tame all the inflation is then a direct hit to our bottom line. And, you know, yeah, inflation is moving in the right direction, but the cost of living is still soaring and going up. We've got a recession and a lot of uncertainty very much looming. And, you know, we hear a lot of reports suggesting that the real estate market is dropping by as much as 25%. Then you see a report coming out in August sales that showed like this slight bounce in Toronto which has the Bank of Montreal saying, whoa, this is not good news for the Bank of Canada. And they might have to actually snuff out this flicker of life by raising rates above 4%. So let's try to make sense of this. Professor Ian Lee, Associate Professor at the Sprott School of Business over at Carleton University, joining us. And I, I particularly wanted your expertise, Ian, because you have a background in banking and mortgages, so you have a particular strength in, in this area. So I welcome you. Thanks very much. I appreciate that. And you're right. I did. I've been a professor for 35 years, but I can assure you because I stay in touch with people in banking. I don't consult with them. I don't have financial relationships. I just stay in touch because we're simpatico. I was nine <laughs> years in banking as a lender, not on the admin side taking deposits. I lent millions and millions of dollars, consumer loans, demand loans, mortgage loans, and commercial loans to small and mid-sized businesses. And, and I mean, I just did it for nine years before I went back to school uh, mm -hmm. for, my, for my grad degree to become a professor. And I've, I've studied this market ever since. I do not invest in stocks or bonds, full disclosure. Don't invest at all. I've been buying real estate since my 20s. Uh, I believe I'm like Scarlett O'Hara's father and gone with the wind. <laughs> you know, buy land. They're not making any more of it. And I, yeah, I've always believed in real estate. I believe profoundly believe profoundly in real estate, which is why I spend so much time studying it. And uh, yeah. so to, to this point, and I want to step back big picture because I'm still, I'm sure there's still a lot of people who say, you know, this doesn't make any sense. You know, rates are going up and prices are going up. There's two separate problems in our country. Uh, and we're talking about housing now. And mm -hmm. both were caused by government. And I'm not trying to be some kind of a person who hates government. My father was in the government for 42 years in the government of Canada. Many of my friends were. My partner was. So this isn't an anti-bureaucrat thing. It's not. But there's two separate problems. One is the shortage of housing units in our country caused, I argue, I argue, caused by the big city councillors and mayors. I'm talking my city of Ottawa, Toronto, GTA, and the cities around the GTA, and Vancouver, and Edmonton, the big cities, who adopted this nonsense, pure ideological nonsense, that natural population growth, including immigration, it leads to, quote, urban sprawl. In other words, they rebranded population growth as something that's yeah. bad. It's urban sprawl. They then said this is bad for the environment, and so we're going to reduce and restrict, or not reduce, but restrict the number of new housing projects, new suburbs, even though for thousands of years, and I've been all over the world teaching, including London, you go to the original downtown London from 2,000 years ago, and it was right down by the Tower of London. So what did the city do for the next 2,000 years? It kept it growing in all directions. That's what cities do called growth, population growth. People have babies. Oh, my goodness. What a shock. <laughs> and these councillors were driven by this, uh, I would call it this green ideology that this is bad. 
and and why that's uh, it was divorced from the fact that we are growing. StatsCan shows we are growing year after year yeah. from the very beginnings of the country. If you have, we got six coming, million people coming to the GTA in ex- Toronto in the exactly. next ten years, and we aren't ready for it. Yeah. So that's the first problem. The second yeah. problem also that was at the municipal level across Canada. It's not just Ontario. Not blaming people in Ontario. Vancouver did the same thing. So did Calgary, Edmonton, Halifax, Montreal, Ottawa. We're doing it bad, big time bad in Ottawa. And uh, so that was the first. They deliberately socially engineered a shortage of housing. The second problem was on a completely different level. Was at the macro, at the national level. The Bank of Canada, in response to the pandemic, I think they panicked. I believe mm-hmm. they panicked. And as a lot of people did in Ottawa, they said, oh, my God, oh, my God, greatest crisis since the beginning of time. It wasn't. It Was it serious? Yes. Were people dying? Absolutely. That is, I'm not trivializing it. But they panicked, and they drove interest rates down to a level never, ever, ever seen before, not even during the Great Depression. And I think yeah. most people would agree the Great Depression that lasted almost a decade was far worse and far more destructive to people than was the pandemic of two years. And so what happened? It was completely predictable, completely predictable. You drive, make something almost free called money, drive the rates down, and guess what? People are going to borrow like there's no tomorrow. And they did. Yeah. And they went out and they drove up what was, was already a shortage of housing. And so with the really incredibly cheap money, said, I want to get one of those suckers out there uh, because the money is almost free. And so that drove the prices even higher. So we've got two big problems, far too few houses and way too cheap money. We can fix both with leadership. And that's why I think Premier Ford is a sidebar and pointing strong mayors to overcome ideological counselors is a good step in the right direction, which I support. On the interest rate side, I know this doesn't make me popular with a lot of people, but interest rates going up, I'm telling you this as a mortgage manager, not as a professor. You raise interest rates, and let me tell you, it has a bigger impact on the housing market, I believe, than any other market. For the very obvious reason, most people don't carry $800,000 in their back pocket. You go in and buy a laptop or a cell phone, it's 100 bucks, 500 bucks, 1000 bucks. You just probably don't have to go to the bank and get a second mortgage to buy a cell phone. You know, I'm being a little bit sarcastic here. I'm trying to say most things are very small price, modest levels, and we can pay cash. Or we can put it on a short-term loan or on your, on your credit card. Houses are unique. You have to borrow large amounts of money over a very long period of time. That makes them extremely sensitive to interest rates. You push up the interest rates, and the demand goes down. I sat in the Bank of Montreal main office, Ottawa, 1980, and they drove the rates up because Pierre Trudeau was spending like there was no tomorrow. And they drove up the inflation from 4 to 6 to 8 to 10. It peaked at 14% inflation. Mm-hmm. And, and they finally drove up the interest rates. And very quickly, very quickly, what happened? Well, I sat there, and my joke was I became like that famous Maytag repairman in the, in the commercial. I was the loneliest guy in town. <laughs> Nobody was coming in to borrow from me to buy a house at 15% mortgages. Who was crazy enough to do that? And so it works putting up interest rates. But the, over, the longer term solution, we must build far more houses. CMHC says we're 5 million homes short yeah. by 2030 in this country. 
and we are nowhere near getting that done. We're nowhere near ready, so we'll keep an eye tomorrow uh, as to what comes out. But uh, we got some bumpy rides uh, heading we our do. way. Ian, always appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks very much. That's Professor Ian Lee joining us. So we'll have the information on that, and uh, we'll see what they um, they come up with. But it's just a wonky time. you got uh, places in the market that are, are selling and others that are not.